Hello and welcome back to the Ask Fuzzy podcast. I'm Ethan and I'm joined once again by my co-host Jem. Hi. So on today's episode, we're going to be discussing a few of the recent transfers. We're also going to be talking about the last uh, match match week of the Prem, as well as previewing the next few games. And we've also decided on a new section where we predict the scores and then we're going to add up all of our scores at the end of the season and whoever's got the most points from predicted scores correct will win something or the other person will have to do a forfeit but we'll see a long way to go yet so firstly Jem, do you want to start off with some of the recent transfers in the past week yeah uh ozo has completed his move to fenerbahce he's finally gone yeah, he's finally left. I have to the say, that he is seems, the Emirates. Okay, there's no need for that. He <laughs> seems very, very happy. I have to say, a few I of his Instagram posts. So has he been? He's has he been a fan since he was like a little boy? Yeah, because lots of Turkish drums like they support a Turkish team growing up, and yeah. he supported Fenerbahce. Oh, that's cool. I mean, I'm glad he's like getting to play football again, and it's where somewhere that he's going to be really appreciated. I'm sure. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It's a huge transfer over in Turkey, um, as it would be, considering his status and the type of figure he is. And yeah, he's made the transition. He may not be earning 350k. Actually, he still is. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, but he at least he gets to play football now rather than tweet about the games. Although he would be a great addition to AFTV, it won't really. Uh, that, that, that's that's future. That's future career. <laughs> after his uh, after his retirement, AFTV joined by, by Mezzer. What you've got to say about the game? <laughs> oh no. Oh dear. Uh, well, anyway, moving on, we've got Tomori who's going to AC Milan. Yeah, so what are your thoughts on that one as a Chelsea fan? I would be fun with it if they hadn't, if there weren't an uh, option to buy. Basically, if he becomes a success, he's dead. Like, that is terrible business there. Does he. He's going to be a good, great centre back. Like he's got all of the qualities needed. He, he's going to the home of defenders. Like yeah, hundred percent. That's true. And it's a bit annoying that he's been tossed out the side like this. He's better than Rudiger. He's better than Christensen. Like I've personally thought he'd be starting ahead of Zuma um, going into the season. But so wait, Zuma isn't a great centre back, but it's an option to buy, right? Is there yeah. a uh, set price? I think it's like 20 to 30 mil. Oh, that's not too bad either. If he does develop into a, a good defender, then exactly. that's going to be a steal. It's going to, he's what? He's going to end up like a Salah or De Bruyne. <laughs> Another one. Another one. Bed to dust. <laughs> oh, no. All right. Anyway. Okay. Also, uh, this is one's uh, a little less uh, important, Big. I would say, but as a Arsenal fan, Jack Wilshere has uh, got a new short-term deal at Bournemouth. Uh, and you've got to be happy for him. He's been out of football for a while now. And he struggled with injuries his whole career. At first, everyone thought he was going to be a massive talent and he had the credentials to do so. But 
injuries are injuries, and now he's at Bournemouth. Yeah, no matter how talented you are as a footballer, if you don't have the right injury records, you're never going to make it. But, uh, yeah, it's it's not the biggest of deals. Nice one for Bournemouth. You know, yeah, it's a good pick up. If you can fit, then he'll be a good asset to getting them promoted. Yes, yeah. I mean, I, I'd uh, like to see him in the Prem again. I don't know if it will happen because I, I can't see him staying if they do make it to the Prem. Depends how he performs, though. We'll see. Yeah. Uh, well, was there any other only... any other notable transfers? Not many. Think, no. I don't think it's so. It's been a very dry window. It's a whole lot of rumours that are just obviously not really going to happen. But, uh, there's a f- report Barcelona and PSG both want Hector Bellerin, but I swear they've wanted him for about two years now. Yeah, it's more of a dream for Arsenal than it is for them. Yeah. <laughs> although, although I don't know if I want um, Maitland-Niles. Although I can't really criticise Maitland-Niles. He filled in. We'll talk about this later, actually, when we go through the games. Yeah, yeah. So if we move on now to our Premier League roundup. Yeah. Uh, well, we... What game, what game do you want to start with? Let's start with your game against uh, Palace. Ah, great. Okay, cool. So, a bit disappointed, I have to say. Nil-nil. The you, signs you of... didn't create anything. Right? Yeah, I mean, it's been the same old story all season. It's great that we can do it against, you know, this West Brom. But it doesn't mean that much, does it? It just I shows... Thought, it shows that... I personally that... thought that... Uh, sorry. I personally thought that you were... It seemed like you were missing Tierney a huge actually. Oh, 100%. It shows how like, much of a creative spark he is, which isn't the best, really, is it, when your most creative player is your left-back? But Yeah, uh, you kind of want more variety than your full-backs as your creative, like yeah. your best creative players. Because um, I think it just it showed that this, isn't a, this might not be a consistent run of form. We were, we're f- so we were three games on the bounce of, of winning, and then we picked up this reality check, I would call it. Like, we were strong enough to hold on to the draw. Palace didn't really produce that much of a threat, except for a Benteke header that Leno had to produce an amazing save. Eze was quality, though. Did you see him, though, the way he was running? Yeah, Eze's, right been, Eze's been great this season. He's warmed, warmed into the league 100%. Yeah, uh, also... it. Wouldn't it be a positive for you that you've kept yet another clean sheet? Yeah, of course. The most dangerous attacking side. No, I'm, I mean, cool. obviously, when you've got Benteke up front, you're not really going to be scaring the opposition too much. But, um, of course, their wingers are a massive threat. Yeah. So, But I think we contain them relatively well, and it's promising signs that we're keeping another clean sheet. Our, our defensive record isn't actually that bad, though. It's more just on the attack, scoring goals, which has been the main problem, of course. Uh, I think well, it also showed Smith Rowe. We can't we can't rely on him in every game just yet. You need another creative mid. Like you actually need to get one in the January window. I'm not yeah, even although right. apparently we're only working with like a twenty million pound budget, so I don't know if I can see that. Happen. Hmm. Um, the As... other point, the other point I was gonna say was back to Maitland Niles. I, I was gonna. S- he didn't have a great game, but you can't really expect much from a player that has not been getting into the team. 
I think people forget. I oh, they expect someone to slot into the team and just put in a like a really solid shift, but especially when you're filling the boots of Tierney, who's been arguably our best player all season, he's just obviously not going to live up to that standard. Now, what do you mean, Abraz? Uh But <laughs> you've uh, what like Vernon's yeah. yours? <laughs> Or Havertz, yeah. one of them too. Well, Havertz has been quality recently. Oh, Don't okay, discount the Morecambe performance. Uh, <laughs> well, okay. uh, uh, but no, we're still still 11th, so yeah. Tini has been one of your best players this season, which to be fair isn't hard. But uh, <laughs> he, uh, yeah, you did miss him a big amount, like. For you, here's a question. Do you think it's time for Abba to be dropped? Oh, it's an interesting one. I don't think so. I don't think you can just drop your captain who's just got a new contract. I think you need him to... This is, oh, I this don't is the like, toughest uh, time. Permanently, but no, I know. A couple of games. But this is the toughest time in his career, right? And I don't think that the way to get him out of the slump is to take him off the pitch like there's people saying oh, I'll make him wake up and realize but I don't I don't think that's the issue really I f- uh, a whole I can't, I'm not saying this is everything like this is why he's not scoring but the creativity is lacking so much that he's not getting as many opportunities as he would normally I'm not like giving him an excuse at all because he obviously should be scoring more goals but um it doesn't help that he hasn't got anyone to provide him with those chances. Yeah, but Ethan, in the way that is similar to Werner, the more games he plays without scoring goals, the less confidence he gets. So even if you start creating lots of opportunities, how do you know he's going to take any of them? Because this is Aubameyang we're talking about here. Like, sure, he's in a slump, but he's one. he's been one of the best strikers the last... 10 years of his career well not 10 okay maybe like six, six seven years of his career yeah that's a confident Aubameyang though don't you think that's an Aubameyang threshold for scoring like a brace or something I don't think Aubameyang he's that that's gone 10 what how many games goalless oh I mean he did score the other day against Newcastle in the FA Cup right I mean Prem games uh he I don't know now it's been quite a few he did score one but I think that we will see. I don't. I don't think he'll be dropped this game. Um, he might get taken off for Martinelli at some point. I just. I like now. I know. I see what you mean about should he be dropped because I think now we've got a lot of attacking options. Especially, like, I love to. I want Martinelli to start, but it just depends who he, who's yeah, dropped. From. Martinelli, like personally, I think Martinelli and Laka should start for you today. I mean, I don't Laka's, know if they'll rush. I don't know if they'll rush Martinelli back. We'll see. I don't know, but Laka's been good on form. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and you can't really drop Saka yeah, either. Right. So, if to 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 answer your question, I don't think he should be dropped. But if I I want our starting three as Martinelli and Saka in there definitely. If Lacazette's been performing better than him, then Aubameyang does have to be the one to go. But I don't want him to be dropped. But if it's yeah. going to mean that we're more likely to score goals, then that's the way it goes. Right. Well, moving on to the game before 
a few games before the one we just talked about. Firstly, we'll go with Burnley v Man United. Okay, yep. So you went with a uh, 3-0 Man United. I went with a 1-0 Man United. And what happened? Oh, look at you. I, <laughs> I'm pretty sure I remember saying 3-0 because I don't want to be boring. But, you know, now we've, now we've got this new section. I ain't doing any of these bad guesses. Everything from now is going to be 80, yeah. 90% accurate. Trust me. <laughs> Lovely. But have um, have confidence there. But... <laughs> Man United, though. Um, Another win. Yeah. I mean, they've played twice since the last podcast episode, so... Yeah, we need to discuss the Liverpool game as well, obviously. But uh, these two games that they've played have showed that they have the mentality, the um, performance the dr- levels. Yeah, that, the drive. Yeah, to win, to be able to challenge or win the league. Like, uh, last season, would they have done... Would they have won... If it was nil-nil around 70 minutes, no. Uh, great Pope of Willie for the uh, goal. And yeah, it's a difficult one they for went, the keeper. Then they went to Anfield um, who against a Liverpool side who would be up for this game like no other. They pretty much had one of the strongest squads out there that they could have. Um, I'm not... Wait, should we get, are we getting into this Liverpool Man U game now? Yeah. All right, cool. So yeah, um, they live. It will. I think Man United will prefer the point a lot more than Liverpool. Although Man United should have won it. Yeah, but the chance at the end, Allison, great. Allison just proven Allison's why he's the best keeper in the world. Yeah, hundred percent. Well, You've, in the league, hundred percent. No, even I'd even prefer him ahead of Neuer at this time. Okay, yeah, I, I understand that, but um. Liverpool were pretty much dominant the whole game until right at the end. I just they're they're going forwards in the attack. They just don't look like they're gonna score every they're single time. Selves, right? Like in the previous seasons, they they could um, be in these situations and win games. They don't have that anymore. I'd be worried if I was a Liverpool fan because thingy that mentality was so key in them winning the league. Yeah, right. and um, uh, also they've relied on Trent and Rob- Robertson for like these for putting into the box every time, you know. Like they're they are a key source of the goals that they get. But watching the game, normally you would see them take well, maybe one touch, maybe two at a push, and they put and they put it into a dangerous area. But they just look really reluctantly like at the moment so they'll take an extra like three touches and then like play a safe pass instead of doing what you're so used to seeing them do I think it's their confidence like they, I mean it's got like, it's got to be both teams have that mentality that they can't make a single mistake or could cost them the league in general so that's why um, you saw lots of it was a more of a cagey affair but it, as exciting as the game was we're going to move on from it to Fulham Chelsea. But hang on, wait, just before before that. So now you've seen that game. Yeah. Is it still too early to to tell if there's going to be a particular front runner? What do you mean by that? Okay. Oh, right, for the Man United Liverpool. Yeah. Uh, see, 
I think uh, I've I am starting to sway towards your side, Betsy. So oh well, well, well. However, I'm still still on the fence because it's all good beating. Yeah, I mean it's playing flashy passes. I want to see how they do against City's next uh, few games. Will definitely tell. Yeah, they've so got I'm some vital write, points that they need to. As, as brilliant as Dave's been played, we were playing like that a few months ago. So I'm not gonna. Although this is a City t- side that have proven that they can. It, yeah, but it, when you go a few seasons without it, it kind of cancels it out a bit. Yeah, I get you. I get you. Um, so, uh, did you want to talk about the Chelsea Fulham game? Yeah, Mason Mount created seven opportunities, the most of any Chelsea player since 2013, and he was he proved why he's always in the side. Like this was a great example of it. He was our only driving player. He was our only real threat. He hit the crossbar. He could. He would. He did great. Like thinking, he was always creating opportunities. Yeah, he was um, one of our only positives. Yeah, he's a baller. He's a baller. Hudson Adoy. In 15 minutes, he did more than Pulisic did in 90. <laughs> don't wanna, I don't want to be like critical and all, but I think Hudson Odoi has to start. Yeah, he surely deserves to start now. Yeah, it, if he doesn't start this next game the, against Leicester. Then yeah. I mean it's going to be an L if he doesn't start, but uh, it's an important I think game. That as well, confirms that, that he, I think that is a big indication that, that he won't be staying. And Hudson Odoi, I'm going to say it here, he'll be better than Sancho if he uh, gets that's playing a, time. That is a hot take. No, there is a reason Bayern Munich wanted him because he was going to be one of the best wingers. Like he dominated uh, youth football, was a big reason for Chelsea's youth success. He um he broke into the side Chelsea side at eighteen under Saru. If he hadn't got that injury, he might have been even further down his development. But he on the ball is one of the best wingers. Um, yeah. Like dribbling is one of the best wingers in the league. Yeah, I mean I've got a... doesn't get the game time is very very frustrating. Yeah, I mean I'm I'm I I don't like watch Chelsea yet week in week out. Um, but I have seen him play. A few times in the last weeks now, and I do agree with you on how like qualities looked. He doesn't doesn't look like a player that hasn't got that much experience on the senior stage. Like, he looks like he's ready to like boss it and take players on, and he has that he has that clinicalness in the final third where he's actually producing goals for your team. Yeah, I remember in the eighteen nineteen season we played Tottenham in the cup. And he started, and Sarri said he played like a 25-year-old, not like an 18-year-old. Like the way he was so threatening and all. Yeah. Like on the ball, like his it, composure, yeah. his dribbling. Like, it, if he doesn't start, serious questions are going to need to be asked. Because I'm not, it's getting annoying now. Like that performance, Jorginho has no reason to be playing that. <laughs> he was joking the whole time. This guy, my my nan could turn faster than him, and <laughs> who else? Mendy looked shaky for a moment, but I saw that with the um, Azpilicueta when he passed it back to him. 
Yeah. I don't know what he's doing. He's kind of, <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to lie. Uh, he's showing his capabilities there. but <laughs> Kep has he, been giving him a few tips on the training ground, I reckon. Oh, no. Uh, yeah, Silver was solid. So that's a big positive. Yeah, Silver, credit where credit is due for Silver. He has come in and he has done a lot for your defensive line. Yeah. Who, like, I think Ziek, people are going to overlook. Like, he didn't play brilliant, but he played good. Like, he was definitely better than most of the players on our side. Okay. There, there was two balls in particular Um, after we switched to, like, I think two in the front, where if it was Giroud there instead of Abraham... It's 2 0 Chelsea before Mount has to score. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I get what you mean. Um, the chances are there, which is a good sign always. I'd personally start Ziek. I'm not going to, I actually don't know. I think I'd, I might switch to the, if I was, um, we're going to go into the Leicester preview a bit later, but I'd personally go for two at the front because if we're just going to cross it again, might as well have two at the front. Rather than, uh, yeah, have if four, three, yeah, three. that makes it makes a but lot four, of three, sense. Three is honest. dead. It was no, it's not even dead. It's the funeral is over. Like, it was dead. <laughs> like, it was dead a few weeks ago. Now the funeral is done. Decomposed now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Worms are starting to eat at it. Just move on. All right. So we uh we can I think we can skip past the Man City Bryant game. Because Foden showed his quality. For me, he's one of the he is the best youngster in the league right now. Okay, funnily enough, we'll get onto that question later on because it, we've actually got a question from someone about that. All right. But um if we go on to Saturday's game, Saturday's games. Yeah. So we've touched on the Chelsea game. Leicester Southampton. Leicester Southampton, it it was two nil. Yeah, it was. Uh, Madison and Harvey Barnes on the score sheet. And that was that was going to be a good game because two teams are both in form at the moment. But let's yeah. uh, see proving why they are where they are. Uh, Harvey Barnes yeah. with another goal. Yeah, he doesn't get spoken about enough. Yeah, he's 100% he's overlooked. Yeah. How, how he is. He's 23, right? So he's still... He's not as young as I. To be honest, I thought he'd be younger than twenty three. I but... thought he'd be like twenty or twenty one. I'm yeah, actually. But I've seen um I've seen photos of him in training with Leicester from like uh quite a few years ago now. Like you know when do you know when Vardy went into training dressed up as Spider Man? Uh, not really. <laughs> anyway, he's he's in the background of that picture. That was like three or four years ago now. So he has been around for a long time, but he's like finally getting his chance to prove his class. And he is performing very he well. Has, he has, yeah, he has been class for them. Uh, they kept another clean sheet, looking very solid at the back. So, not sure how we're going to break them down. Uh, yeah, they two really great attacking teams with very, very good managers. They're definitely teams for the future. No, I mean, do you, so. Do you think Southampton are going to? This is going to be a consistent thing that we're going to see from Southampton now. If they keep Hasenhuttl, why not? Like, I can see them only getting better and better. And yeah, same like, for Leicester. Of course, their team isn't awful, but like you've got Walker they've been on that so, team. No, but they've been so solid, and they've got Soyuncu. I'm talking about Leicester right now, but they've oh, okay, got Soyuncu, okay. Fofana, um, Madison, Barnes, Vardy, Smichael, 
Yuri Tielemans. Yeah, I mean, it's, st- it's stacked full of quality. Yeah, James Justin has been great for them. They, but they've, they've got a few players reaching like towards the end of their career now. Like you've got yeah. Vardy hasn't got too many seasons left. Uh, He's all got about two or three, but I reckon they can replace him. I mean, it's a big, big. Um, yeah, it's a very fill, big ask but... to a, yeah, for, especially with Vardy. But but then uh, I... it's the same with Southampton, really. Like they've got a lot of talent on that team. Hazard uh, Hutu has made Ings one of the best strikers in the league. If you don't rate this guy as a manager, I don't know like how you process your life. Because Ings was a Liverpool reject and an average player for Southampton. Hazen Hoodle comes in, and now this guy's challenging for the Golden Boot. Yeah, it's a great turnaround. Yeah. Especially, it's mad considering um, talking about them too. Of just over a year ago now, one of them, uh, Hazen Hoodle, was on the end, wrong end of a 9 0 battery. And how what a turner on that is. Yeah. Um and Southampton were in the relegation zone. It just shows with with the whole Ing situation that like you can be as It's never too late. Yeah, and you can be talented, like really talented, but it takes the right manager manager and team to unlock mm. your potential. Shall we move on to Yeah, for sure. Uh, City. Now, City Palace. Yeah, uh, City showed why they have the quality. Gundogan, Gundogan and Sterling goals. Oh, yeah, Gundogan scored an absolute screamer, and that wasn't even the best goal of the night. Yeah, so Sterling can't score pens, but he sure can score free kicks. Oof. Um, <laughs> and also John Stones showing his uh, class in his career revival once again. Yeah. Like we all thought he was done and dusted. Um, that, that partnership with Diaz is looking absolutely tasty. Like, looks like a Laporte <laughs> is out, and we're not even, and they're not even struggling one bit. That's what's happened to Laporte actually. Like, has he got I'm injured sure, again? I'm not sure. He always seems to be injured though, doesn't he? Yeah, but like, you might. It might be COVID related. Actually, if Stones keep. This up, he can be England's best centre back considering Harry um, Maguire. Yeah, he's <laughs> captain of that side. Uh, yeah, but good game for City, showing that they are still in the title race. And if they win their game in hand, they'll actually be at the top, which is pretty crazy considering where they were just a few weeks ago. Yeah, a few weeks ago, they weren't even in this conversation. Like that shows how mental the Premier's been. Yeah, it's been really inconsistent this year. Yeah. I'd love it at the same time, though. It's yeah, better than one team great. just running away with it. Yeah, my, I mean, last season, uh, Liverpool running away with it, with it wasn't the most exciting thing. So this is a great change. Yeah, and then the season so, before, it was just the two, Liverpool and City, that kind of... Yeah. They were no, the only that challenges. was a great race, though. I didn't, I, even as a Chelsea fan, that, I loved it. Yeah, no, that was quality. Game. Final day was very exciting. Yeah, I, the nostalgia, like, uh, you, we, it was the top four race as well. Because you bottled Brighton and then we oh, bottled don't, four. don't, man. I love that season. No, don't. The nostalgia. Okay, Every moving on. Premier League years. Sheffield United, Tottenham. Uh, yeah, that was. 
I say nostalgia, it was only two years ago, but uh, <laughs> Sheffield United, Tottenham. Did uh, you say, did you see was... Undombele's goal? Yeah, that shit oh was my dirty. God, that was maybe goal, that was goal of the week potentially, although Sterling's free kick was Harry Kane doing Harry Kane things. Yeah, Harry Kane he seems to score Son every week, showing their class. Yeah. When don't they show their class? Kane's the best striker in the league, putting it out there. And I agree with you. Yeah, I mean, if you think about it though, Liverpool they don't really have a striker that can perform. Like Firmino looks like he. No, had... no, no. Who who put Firmino next to Kane? Who put Firmino next to Kane? No, no. I'm going through the teams. So if you're looking at Liverpool with Firmino, you could put him on the goal line and he still managed to miss. And then you've got City who are missing a striker at the Burrow. minute. Uh, and then Man United, Cavani, who doesn't even start most of the games. Rashford, though. He's quality. Yeah, Rashford is quality, but I don't think he's really at Harry Kane's level, let's be real. Not, yeah, true. Uh, and have got Werner, who... Well, the less said less about said, that, the better. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> And then Alba, same can go. Oh, I mean, do we even count Arsenal in contention for the top? <laughs> no. Okay, anyway, moving on. It was a pretty easy three points for Tottenham, end of the day. Yeah. No, I'm not, I'm not going to lie. It was, they managed to make it hard as hell for themselves by conceding, to, by conceding and making it 2-1. You thought that Sheffield United might get back into the game, but the Ndombele chip ended it. Yeah. Uh, and and now they're up. Well, great Tottenham time. Are up you beat to, a relegated side. You beat Tottenham a championship. Up to fifth. Pick up yourselves. <laughs> uh, five points. Is, uh, I mean, they've, they've got five points now. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you they're say that six they could. Off they were last season. No, I mean they're pretty much guaranteed relegation. It's... I was trying to. United. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah. I was I was trying to say that they had still had a chance, but they're, they're eleven points behind. Oh, you know what? People believed after they. Um, people believed after Newcastle. No, I think it's a long shot now. Lost. But uh, yeah, Tottenham. Tottenham are still like Tottenham are still in contention as well for the league. This is just showing how crazy this is. They're only four points behind Man U at the top. Uh, honestly, I see it being a three-horse race now. Um, I'm including City on the. What Oscars. United, City, and Liverpool? Yeah, Liverpool yeah. really need to fix up. Like, if their attack doesn't get start firing soon, they'll be in big trouble. As good as Leicester have been, I don't think they're in this race. As of yet. Yeah, no, I agree with you. Uh, Yeah. Uh, Should we move on to our predictions then? Lovely. Let's do that. All right. So it's the whole new segment. Yeah, where where Ethan's going to have to do a forfeit at the end of this. Oh, hang on a minute. Everyone knows I've got the best predictions. So we'll You're we'll preview we'll uh, preview the games, but uh, but firstly, let's just get all our predictions. The Arsenal Newcastle one first. Okay, so what's your prediction for the Arsenal Newcastle game? Depend. How bad is Tierney's um, injury? Oh no, he could play today. 
if he plays today, then you should win this um, quite easily, considering you rely on him a lot. But I don't know, you know. New, yeah, they lost to Sheffield United, but knowing them, they could just come here and get a nil-nil. So you're good. You're as going... exciting as that would, I don't, I don't. I'm gonna back go to like back a one or two in Arsenal. One or two, one, one or two. Yeah. One Which or one? two nil. One. One nil. One, okay. Nil. Okay. Well, well, actually, two nil because if you get one. Two wait. Nil. So you're going two nil. Yeah, two nil. I'm gonna. I think. Should we just preview the game whilst whilst we do each prediction? I think that'll work better. Yeah. So I'm gonna go one nil. Uh, and I say that just because of how much we've been struggling creativity. But I, I think we'll be able to break them down. I think the chances will be there, although small. And I think we'll be able to take one of them and capitalize on that. But I can't see us just absolutely running riot. Uh, it's well, it's like you said. Prompt, yeah, I know, but uh, yeah, we'll see. I mean, let's be honest. Uh, it's Arsenal. Anything can happen. Lovely. It'll be interesting right, to see if uh, Tierney does play and Martinelli. Yeah. And party is party may start. Uh, yeah, but party will be a big plus for you, obviously. Yeah, uh, would you start him and Jack or him and Sabios? Uh, that's an interesting one. I would start him in Ceballos. Right. Uh, Fair enough. Everyone is like really praising Shaka's performance, and I'm not saying that he, he was bad. I just think Ceballos's passes. Uh, he he looked very bright. He was looking forwards with the ball when he had it against um, Crystal Palace, and Shaka did make that key key pass the game before, but. I think Ceballos is more of an attacking threat, which is why I would. I guess I don't really see him as much as a threat. I mean, let's be honest here. Then neither of them are really. No, they're, they're, not, they're not exactly. Yeah, exactly. It's like choosing the best out of a bad bunch, really, isn't it? Yeah. Okay. Well, Should we move on to the next game? Sure. Uh, Leicester, Chelsea. Are we doing all of the games? Think should we do the best ones or all of them? Okay, yeah, we'll do we'll do like the big six games plus Leicester because yeah, we're the smaller sides, aren't we? Yeah, uh, yeah. We we would do the small teams, but we don't really. Sorry, lads, we don't rate you. No, we do. We just don't want to spend too much time on the uh, doing this. So Leicester yeah. Chelsea. Leicester Chelsea. Um, do, am I coming in with any confidence? No. Am I? It, um. <laughs> Am I thinking we're going to win? No. Am I hoping for a draw? Yes. Uh, uh, well, it, I think Cho has to start. And we have to play to it up front. Mount obviously has to. I think Havertz should start. Uh, Ziyech as well. Or Pulisic, it depends. If you want a guy that's going to open up. Because Le- Leicester are expansive. They play attacking style. So you surely want, actually, I'm going to go Pulisic and Cho. <laughs> okay. Purely because they're not going to sit back much. So you want players running at them. Uh, and I'd, uh, if we can keep, have Silver and Zuma, uh, then I think we should keep that. Otherwise, Rudiger and Zuma. Jay, 
Uh, James apparently can't play, which is a big... Actually, I think he can. It was Kante that can't play. And... Uh, Chilwell, obviously, and Mendy and Cole. And so, I'm going to go with a 1-1 draw. Okay, cool. Uh, I think it'll be close, We have to win this game, but I don't think we do. We will. I mean. I'm actually going to go with a 2-0 Leicester win. Let me change the Arsenal prediction quickly. Yeah, let me change the Arsenal prediction quickly. Okay. Uh, yeah, 1-0 Newcastle. Okay. If you want to lose. <laughs> 2 0 to less. Okay, it's cool. Written in the stars. All right. Next next big game is on Wednesday. Is the Man City Aston Villa. Yeah, that if it don't get cancelled. Yeah, fingers crossed. If we don't, then we should be in with a good game. Uh actually, are we gonna be? Because Surely we it would be Man City versus Villa's lesser side because their players will be still out with COVID. Yeah, you make a good point there. They would be still out. So surely it either has to be cancelled or it'll be a dead game either way. So who are you going with? Obviously City. What what score are we talking? Two or three nil. I need one. Three nil. I, I'm also going to go through now. Yeah. I feel like that's a sensible prediction. Okay, so we finished the Man City Villa game. So, Fulham Manchester United. Yeah. yeah. Uh, should be straightforward for Man United. Um, but Fulham have been playing well recently. Had they not got the red card against us, they wouldn't have lost, I don't think. So, it can be a potential like bananas. Uh, banana skin, but I see United winning two or three nil. I'm going to go two nil United. Yeah, I think that's a um, strong prediction. I think Man U will. They they won't slip up just yet. They'll keep their consistent um, games going. Another away game as well. We know how strong they've been on the road so far. I think I will go. You know what? I'm feeling like a little bit of a. A, a spicy one, just to you know, make it a little more interesting. I'm gonna go four nil Manchester United. Could be very rash decision, but we will see. Yeah. And then the last game. Uh yeah, very rash. It could cost you. But Liverpool Burnley. Liverpool Burnley. Yeah. Uh, Liverpool need the Liverpool need to find their shooting boots and. Against a Burnley side that will sit eleven men behind um, them, this could either be the perfect opportunity for them to do it, or it could go the other way and it could be another um, disappointing attacking display. Yeah, I mean, they really do need to find some sort of goal-scoring form, and Fulham could uh, Fulham Burnley could be the perfect um, opposition, but we know how resilient they are on the defensive end. So I think you're right there. Do you have yeah. do you have a prediction that you would like to lock in? Uh I can see Liverpool winning 1-0. One 1-0. Nil. One nil. Okay, I'll go I'll go 2-0. <laughs> we'll just both just get every single prediction completely wrong. <laughs> yeah, we're going to get battered. 
Um, okay, should we move on to questions just to round it up? Uh, yeah, go on then. Okay, so we'll start off. Let me just get the questions up. The first question is, as a kid growing up, when you first got into football, who was the player that inspired you the most? They they really like got you into the game. They made you love it. Uh, I, I remember watching the 2014 Brazil World Cup. That was when I got into football. It was one of the greatest ever World Cup. And uh, Oscar got me into football, not only during the World Cup, but um, during the 14-15 season with Chelsea. Uh, he was he would have been what we want Havertz to be and we think Havertz will turn into. Uh, but a... But he think he fell out of favour a bit with under Conte, and he went for sixty mil to China. Yeah, um, it was. It's a it's it a, such a shame, him really. And Hazard for me. Yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, he Hazard's was an absolute baller. Hazard's another great one, isn't he? Yeah, I I remember. I thought he'd have won the Ballon d'Or uh, after the fourteen fifteen season by now. Just imagine, um, like how many players would have. <laughs> won the Ballon d'Or if it wasn't for Messi and Ronaldo. It's crazy. Yeah. yeah. Okay, I'm going to... They, they've made it, like, the most one-sided thing possible. Or two-sided, but you know what I mean. Not for long now, though. All right, I'm, I'm going to go with... I've touched on this before, and I know you won't be happy with my decision here, but um, Theo Walcott. This guy, what do you have with Walcott? It's not it's not because of the quality of the player for me. It's just I remember when I first got into football, I would have been in like year year three, maybe year two. And I just remember get like becoming an Arsenal fan and Theo Walcott was just a baller. And I just looked up to him so much. That's why my favourite number is 14 because of him. Uh, he's just he was a huge inspiration to me yeah massive player uh, well you know many of you uh, there's probably weirder inspirations into football but we I move mean it's, on. it's up there <laughs> okay <laughs> we move on the next question was Ozil or De Bruyne uh, so we obviously need um a battle for and a battle against because it would be a bit unfair if we had two four. So I'm going to go for KDB. Yep, and I'm on the Ozil side. Simply because KDB is one league. He's uh, been outstanding and been one of the best creative mids in the world in the last two or three years. Yeah, and I've gone with uh, Ozil. I mean, firstly, the obvious reason, Arsenal fan, uh, I've loved him at the club. But also, secondly, like, you can't underestimate what he's been able to do in so many different leagues. Like, I'm pretty sure he's been the assist leader in uh, Germany, Spain and England. Yeah, he got 29 assists in one season for um, World of Bremen. Uh, And was he the assist leader in the World Cup as well? Uh, he got. I think he got three or four assists. But um, like also, when you uh, compare the stats, 
Uh, Ozil has 0.39 assists per game. De Bruyne has 0.41, but it's that's extremely it, close. That's not that much. Like, you can't really say No, no, no. Them. The reason it's 0.39 is because of his last two seasons. Yeah, exactly, had, as well. Like, he would have got... It would have been up... And I reckon it could have been 0.6, 0.7. Yeah, uh, so for it to be that close... 17, 18. For, for it to be that close, even though he's had these last few seasons, which haven't really worked out for him, he still had such an efficient career. Yeah, Ozil's a class player and he always was a class player. He was a generational talent as a younger, but I just feel like um, KDB edges it because he's won the league. Uh, I think I reckon he'll win the Champions League with City. He's... City winning uh, the Champions been, League. So, yeah, I think they I think they can this season. Why not? Yeah, um, they've got a good shot at it. Uh uh, other than Bayern, who's really going to stop them? Uh, yeah, you're right. There's not really anyone that's... There's no, like, strong favourite like there was last no. year. Uh, well, yeah. K- it's very close. I'm going to go KDB just for argument's sake. Yeah, <laughs> but <laughs> if we weren't arguing about, like, if we weren't comparing... Oh, cool. <laughs> okay, cool. All right, final question is... Who is the best young star in the Prem? And you touched on that a little earlier. For me, it's between Foden and James. Yep, okay, why? Bit biased there, but uh, with the James thing. (laughs) To be fair, you're probably going to say like Saka or someone. No, I'm not. I'm going to go with Foden. Yeah, Foden's been class for City. He's Foden shown is... why he deserves... He needs to be starting for City now. Yeah, he does. And he's a focal point of their attack. Like, to be a focal point of the Man City attack, you have to be something special. And he's only, what, like 19 or 20? Yeah, so he's had... He's played 13 matches and he's got four goals and two assists, which is very good considering he hasn't even started. Yeah, but how games. many of those appearances, yeah, have gone off the bench? Yeah, exactly. And um, LB Manu fans have been like, oh, Mason Greenwood. Uh, come on now. Don't yeah, he's not. I, last season, you had a shout this season. He's not been. I'm I'm saying it goes Fo, uh, Foden. Do, do you count? How old is Mount? Does he? He's 22, so I don't know if you want to count him or not. I doubt. I, we've got under 21, so just count him out for this. He's I, see, I see a lot of videos which say, like, like the order that they would go would be Foden, Saka, um, Cho, and then Greenwood. And uh, I, I saw I some that, that said, um, "Yeah, I guess." I mean, if we, I don't want to get into a Hudson Odoi versus Saka debate right now, but you know, uh, uh, yeah, you can. It can be that way. I think Mount. Um, as both too old and both graduated from that, so we'll just go with that. Yeah, I mean Mount is a proper baller. I have uh, to be fair. I'm not. I'm not taking anything away from him, but no, but not many people um, played would play fifty, make all nearly play nearly all of England and Chelsea's games at Derry at Mount's age. So. Yeah, true. But um, Saka would is starting to do that as well. To be so, fair. Yeah, Saka's starting to assert himself. 
definitely 100% in the Arsenal team. He's a, he's a, I'd yeah. confirm him as like, if I was to say out of any player who mm. I would want to start, it would be him. No, in England, where does he go though? Because I don't start him ahead of Sterling. And if no, I know. Left back... That's the problem in England, isn't it? Yeah. Because what's well, got depth. strong positions, but well, not so much in the camp place where Matt. You don't start Mount over um, Madison, Grealish, or, or Grealish. Madison. No. Not right now, no. Uh, yeah, I guess. I mean, I I don't really have much of a problem with Mount playing, but just not every game for England. But Mount's been sensational for us this season. Like he's improved a lot. Yeah, definitely. And um, if he nope. keeps doing what he does, um, like Messi said it himself. He said he was watching a Chelsea game. Like this was last season. He said he was watching the Chelsea game, and he said Mount can be the best player in the world. I'm not even lying. Like I find well, it. Well, um, my mum that said that Saka was class. So you know, basically the same <laughs> level. <laughs> uh, oh, all right. Well, I that. That's uh, all the questions for today. Should we wrap it up? Yeah. Okay, thank you so much for listening to episode four of the Ask Footy podcast. We'd like to discuss a few more interesting topics, but there's not that much going on at the moment except the Premier Games. Uh, Next episode, though, Gem, what's happening? Chelsea v Arsenal. Who runs London? Who's better? We'll have James V. Saka debates. We're hoping to have guests on. Hopefully. Maybe. We'll see. Uh, and it is promising to be a good episode. So we'll obviously know that London's already red, but there's some <laughs> that, that claim oh. it's blue. But we'll see. We'll see. But where's your European? Look, cup we'll mate? finish this after. The, we'll finish <laughs> this the next episode. Okay. Thank you so much for listening to this episode, and we will catch you in the next one. Goodbye. Bye.